Today's episode is brought to you by Drizzly. Beer, wine, and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes. Let's face it, we've all been in that situation where you forgot to pick something up and you just don't want to get back in your car and head back to the store and get it. Well, Drizzly has you covered. Shop and order from thousands of products from local retailers with absolutely no markup. Seriously. And if you head over to unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, right now and enter the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Sit back and relax and order yourself a six-pack or a nice bottle of Cab Sav or a handle of Buffalo Trace if you so wish. Do it all with Drizzly at unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly and then use the promo code drizzly deal d-r-i-z-l-y-d-e-a-l and you will get five dollars off your first order of over twenty dollars drizzly beer wine and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes must be 21 to use enjoy responsibly the opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Because there aren't enough beer podcasts in the world, welcome to United We Drink. Hello everyone and welcome back to the first mini episode of 2020. Welcome to United We Drink right here on unitedwedrink.com as well as wherever fine podcasts are found. My name's Mike Urevich. I am joined by both my normal co-hosts, Phil Palmasano, Joel Codner. How you guys doing? Happy New Year! I'm hungover. I wouldn't say we're normal. Yeah, well, my abnormal uh, co-hosts. <laughs> I think you guys are pretty lovely, however weird you are. Hopefully your New Year's are going uh, just as well. We had a pretty good passionate episode last week talking about mental health is there anything that anyone maybe felt like they forgot to mention or want to reiterate about that not me i just think that uh you know we appreciate everybody listening we appreciate the feedback we've gotten so far and uh just keep the conversation going i I know we definitely plan to address the topic again at some point and hopefully uh get even more good feedback and and utilize that in the next episode. Yeah. Those of you that have reached out, thank you. Thanks for sharing your own personal stories. You know, I, I think as we continue to progress and, and, and hopefully in the new year, bring in some additional voices, um, into this podcast, if we can ever figure out technology, we might be able to get some more spins on it and, uh, sort of different outlooks as well. But thank you for everyone. And in my last call, I did forget to uh, thank Michael Kaiser as well at Good Beer Hunting. Thanks for inviting me on and uh, making me feel home in my hometown. So I uh, appreciate you having me and uh, look forward to seeing you again. Awesome. And yeah, like like we said, that that's a conversation that should never stop. Um, so let's just always be there for one another whenever someone needs a shoulder to lean on or cry on or an ear to listen. Um, we got some Q&A here for this mini episode and it's some really interesting Q&A because it is all from one person but it is very directed at each one of us our own questions so 
different type of Q&A here. So we'll see how this goes. You too can send us questions for our Q&A sessions on the mini episodes. You can uh, send it over on our contact form of our website, unitedwedrink.com slash contact. Or you can DM us on any of our social media. You can reach out to us individually, directly, and whatnot. So let's jump right into this with... All of these questions coming from at JTK Brew on Twitter. I'll, I'll start this one off myself. So he asked me, Mike, what's a style of beer you'd love to really hone in on and try to perfect, but don't think will sell to the masses enough to give you the opportunity to work on it more than a time or two, if at all? I, I'm not... I'm not a full-fledged brewer to where I'm writing recipes and working on the brew house all the time, so it's not really my thing. But if there is a style that I would love to, uh, if I had my own brewery, uh, work on more, uh, it would be probably like English-style beers. I really like English beers, uh, especially mild and bitters uh, and such. They just don't really get a, a lot of love in, uh, especially in Florida and mostly in America. There's some great breweries in America that make great renditions of English style beers, and I love them. And people seem to enjoy them too. So I know there are people out there who enjoy those styles of beers. Um, it's just a matter of finding them. But uh, yeah, I would probably go with that. He then asks Phil. What's the one thing breweries do that you wish they wouldn't? Is there something they unnecessarily do that makes your job harder? Well, I, I so I'm not on the wholesaler side, so I, I I take this as more of a wholesaler question. But and so I guess I can put my wholesaler hat on and think how. Whoa! Look at that basic, hat. That's a cool, basic, yeah, crazy yeah, it's hat. It's a nice one. It's a it's a wholesaler hat. Um, I I would say. Probably the one thing that breweries do the most, um, that is probably the largest pet peeve of all of our wholesalers, that would probably be putting out a calendar without necessarily a plan and and just expecting beer to sell itself. I don't think we're in that industry anymore. I think you need to have a plan. I think you need to each beer needs to have its own purpose. Um, in Florida in particular, we're a very heavy chain state. Obviously, people want to know where your beer is going to go. These days of literally just brewing a beer and dumping it on a wholesaler, uh, in my opinion, uh, are over. So I think that that's probably like the number one pet peeve from wholesalers um, on suppliers. Now, on the supplier side, I, I, I don't really know. Honestly, I don't pay too much attention to what my competition's doing directly. I say that I do pay attention, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to push my business to be the best that it possibly can be. But yeah, I would imagine I would imagine it's probably just the uh, the brewing dump method that uh, no longer sits well with our wholesaler partners. Mike, does that sound familiar to you? Nope, not at all. Yeah, I, I, I've never <laughs> heard that before. Uh very well said, Phil. And then 
final question from at JTK. Why can't I say T? JTK Brew on Twitter. Thank you very much for uh, sending these questions over, by the way. Joel, I see and hear a lot of disdain for homebrewers in the industry. Some of it I understand. Some of it I don't. You and Mike have mentioned what not to do if a homebrewer is interviewing, such as being a pompous, self-righteous ass to start. As a homebrewer, what are some ways one might get to just have a beer conversation and not have you roll your eyes and say fucking homebrewers to yourself <laughs> when I leave? <laughs> well, I've truly, I honestly, I've never said that. Um, I, man, I, I don't know where he's getting that. I hope he hasn't had that experience with some brewers. Um, and, and I would hope that there isn't disdain for homebrewers. I mean, I know I've talked a lot about like, it's not cool when homebrewers are self-distributing and not paying taxes or getting formula approval and having tap takeovers all around town. But, you know, under the guise of such and such brewing company and they got their official branded tent and all their merch and shit and they don't even have a location. But, um, you know, I think we talked about before, like, it, it's not being, as he said, a pompous, self-righteous ass. It, it's... I think we're, we're looking, I think he's mentioning how we were saying I don't remember it was the getting into the industry I think episode where we were like don't give unsolicited advice on changing stuff to a a, a brewer they're probably not going to take that very well right I I think I even saw today our buddy Bobby Bump on Twitter uh, saying something about like you know if you've never worked in this industry don't tell me how I should do things and stuff like that so. I, there, I mean, there are people who aren't homebrewers who act like that as well. So it, I, I don't think it's just limited to homebrewers. I just think people should have a sense of humility. Uh, if if it's truly an industry they want to get into and they're interviewing, you know, you should just approach it from a sense of humility and and ha show some passion. Uh, come with the right mindset and mentality and work ethic. I think. You know, to me, it's not so much whether a person's a homebrewer. It's just like, do I think this person has the right values about beer? Do I think they're going to put the beer before themselves? Because, um, you know, I, like I've always said before, the yeast doesn't give a shit if it's your girlfriend's birthday or you know you slept late or you know you got the sniffles today. Like someone has to do the work. So, I would hope that homebrewer or not homebrewer. Uh, when you want to have a beer conversation with a brewer, um, just be honest and earnest and cool. Like just, you don't have to be a douchebag. And I think a lot of people don't even realize they're being that I, you know, it, a lot of times when it comes to like critiquing other people's beers, uh, unfortunately within the industry, sometimes we're not totally honest with each other. I mean, I would posit that. There may be a lot of people in this industry, just like there are people, you know, auditioning on American Idol who be like, oh, my friends tell me I'm the greatest. And it, it's like, well, your friends were just being nice and, and now you're here. Um, so I think it, it there's nothing wrong with homebrewers. There's something wrong with douchebags and, and like he said, pompous, self-righteous people. It doesn't mean they're all homebrewers. It just means – these people are out there. Some some of them homebrew, some of them don't. And uh, you know, just if you want to talk to a brewer, you know, and go into the brewery and have have a beer at the bar and and ask if they're available. And you know, you just like to talk about the beer and and solicit some advice or or you know, and and some people are not open to criticism. I mean, it's not like every brewer 
uh, is open to hearing any sort of criticism about their beer, especially if it's not constructive. Uh, and that goes into just reading reviews sometimes. That's it, a completely anonymous person. So I don't know, I guess not really sure how to wrap this up aside from saying just be fucking cool. Don't, you know, be nice. It's not that hard. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's ways of having great beer conversations with home brewers all the time. I love when I was doing uh, tours at breweries to get questions from home brewers who are genuinely like, how can I do this better? How can I do that? What what do you guys do with this? And stuff like that is, is always fun to to be a part of a conversation with. And um, I try my best to, yeah, uh, like help them out too. And when he says being a pompous, self-righteous ass, I mean, there are brewers like that. There, there are some oh, yeah, brewers who are. think they're fucking David Copperfield and don't want to tell you a thing. When I do my tours, I tell everyone, ask me anything. I am an open book. I obviously don't know everything. I don't think there's any sort of level 100 brewer and then you're done. You know, processes and ingredients are always changing. There's always new hops coming on the market. So I'm happy to answer any and all questions. I would hope that, you know, I could pass along knowledge or process or whatever it is and, and also learn from other people. But, um, I, you know, I, I'm sure I've said on here before, I can't give you like legally, I'm not allowed to give you the recipe, but you know, what are the chances of you recreating that hundred percent anyway? But, uh, when someone, when you ask someone like what hops are in this and they're like, eh, the C hops, it's like, fuck you. Like, come on, just what am I going to do? It's not the Colonel's 11 herbs and spices. It's not the formula for Coke. Like, let's not all be douchebags. Yeah. Thank you again for those questions. Awesome stuff. Uh, had fun with the uh, specific questions being pointed towards us. Uh, once again, if you have a question for the show, send them over to us. We'll read them on a future mini episode and answer them. Because it being 2020, Phil also wanted us to throw out some of our own resolutions for the industry in 2020. Right, Phil? Yeah. I, I mean, I think in, in the industry, we all sort of set some goals, be it two or three a year that we want to accomplish, maybe more. Just sort of wanted to see where you guys were at. And, and do you have your eye on the prize in 2020 on anything in particular? Reaching Mike. for the brass ring. Mike, I'm going to turn the microphone back to you ah. to start us off. I want to do a live United We Drink episode in front of people, like oh, I, human I beings. I we tried that at one point in time. <laughs> that was also maybe, a long time ago. Maybe with current we, technology. We actually did two live episodes once. We did, we did one at Coffee District that our audio was absolutely unusable because of background noise and we knew so little about editing at that time we just never released that episode uh and then we did one at the funky buddha homebrew shop uh for, with like probably like 10 15 people and it was more of just like a bottle share and hanging out with some friends and having microphones uh on at the same time but I want to do one like like you see some of the big podcasts doing like like how does this get made? I, w I want to do the Largo Theater in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, ma okay, maybe not that big, but uh, 
we'll start off small. Maybe if maybe if a local brewery down here wants to host us and uh, uh, allow us to talk to some people and talk beer for an hour or so, I think something like that would be a lot of fun. And then field some live Q and A. Yes, that'd be awesome. Something else, um, and this might might come across as like uh, very simple and uh, cheesy, but I want to brew a beer with Joel again. Aww. So uh, I'd probably say those are my two resolutions. I'm keeping it very simple with one, and then the other one's a little harder to obtain. Talk to your new boss, man. I'm happy to come through. Yeah. I, mean, I think we could make that happen. Joel, what about you? Um, I apologize. I don't recall this being talked about in the show planning. <laughs> it was uh, right it before was we slack. went live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's why I missed it. Sorry. Um, and kind of putting me on the spot. You know, on our last episode, I mentioned how I have a problem with consistency in, in, in many things. and uh, Like checking the slack. Exactly. So I'm not big on resolutions. I, I don't like setting. I'm just not good at setting schedules and planning and shit like that um and like i mentioned last time what i'm doing and where i am now is in a very weird sort of position that i don't fully want to get into on the podcast and i'm not entirely sure what's going on and where it's going but uh i just if there were any resolution i would have for this year it's just to have more positive experiences be surrounded by more positive people and uh Keep moving forward. Uh, my theme for 2017, um, like in 2016, I was doing very well professionally. I was moving up at the brewery I was at back then and got to go to UC Davis and then won the Siebel Scholarship from the uh, Brewers Guild. And, and I just I sort of had this moment in time where I was kind of addicted to moving forward and like what's next. And then that eventually led to me, you know, getting uh, the job at my brewery and, and having some creative control and doing the things I do and, and having a good time with it. 2018 was just a crazy year dealing with opening a new brewery and everything. And then this, this year's been, or sorry, last year, 2019 was uh, kind of a living hell. So um, I just, I kind of want, some peace of mind this year. I want to just be able to relax and have some fun and uh, not not stress too much. Just just have a good time. Phil, I am a I. So I'm looking at it at 2020 as sort of the year to continue to develop and hone in my skills. Uh, I want to continue to develop my coaching skills within my personal team as well as my time management. <laughs> sales goals i'm going to keep those sort of personal but i do put a number that i want to obtain every year it's a way for me it's sort of that driving force i i post it on a post-it note right in front of my face on my uh, upper monitor so that i look at it every day and try and push myself and my team my wholesalers uh towards that direction and then um i'd I think in 2020, I want to challenge myself to continue to look at situations or, or start looking at situations in different lights and different perspectives to hopefully continue to develop and grow in unique ways and not necessarily the same path. Sort of challenge myself to take a different path every once in a while than what I might be comfortable with for the time being. Uh, those are three things that I really want to focus in on this upcoming year. Very nice. And uh, thanks for bringing this up, uh, Phil, in our Slack channel that we communicate with one another on. 
I think this was a fun little side topic to add in on the mini episode. It's time for some recommendations where we uh, recommend you find folks out there, something in particular, usually not related to beer. I will kick things off here and recommend it's in the drink industry and category. Basil Hayden's Caribbean Rye, a nice little Christmas gift that Joel gave me. And it is delicious. A little bit of a... like brown sugar sweetness in the nose and in the taste, but damn, is this smooth. I really like it. So thank you, Joel, for uh, for that gift, and I highly recommend that. That's awesome. Glad to hear it. Phil, what do you recommend? This week, I am going to recommend Twitter. Uh, I'm back. I'm back on it. Um, I think you guys know about tweeting. Um, I, I don't use it very well but uh it's fun and it's nice actually i get notifications actually when both of you guys tweet but it's it's fun i'd like to get better at using it but it's a uh, sort of a way for me to get more connected to you the listener in 2020 how about telling people what your handle is oh yeah i guess you need that you know it, it's funny because i don't i think it's dos Beerigos, d-o-s-b-e-e-r-i-g-o-s I could be wrong, but I was right. <laughs> At Dose Beer Egos. There you go. I, I want to recommend Twitter. I want to recommend fun, the Twitter. said yeah. from a guy who doesn't understand Twitter because no one on Twitter thinks Twitter's fun. I, uh, I love the Twitters. I would <laughs> never recommend Twitter in an election. Year. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, sure. Joel, Follow what me. do you want to recommend? Ah, oh, Christ. I'm not prepared for that either. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and this um, is not a new thing. Yeah, we I know. do this I'm, every mini yeah. episode. I know. It's like well, the pancake breakfast. We do it every month. <laughs> I guess I will just recommend. I don't know. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I saw cold. Joker this past week. It was really good. Oh, I loved it. I, I'm pretty God. sure I recommended that on another episode. So disturbing how how realistic that movie could be. Um, he did a fantastic job playing Joker. I still haven't seen it yet. I'm honestly surprised it did not inspire all the horrible things that people thought it would, and I'm encouraged by that. We had that conversation while watching it. All right, so good recommendations, except for Fuck. Joel. Sorry. Uh, uh, it is Phil's turn for a Spotify playlist united we playlist uh you can follow our spotify account uh go to unitedwedrink.com slash spotify and it will take you to the united we drink spotify account and we put out a new playlist curated by each one of us every other week and we have all of our past ones still up there phil what are you or actually no it's not phil's turn it uh phil you were because you were just uh two ago i was the last one it's joel's turn yeah. Oh shit. Back that's to right. The top. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and wait. I do have a recommendation. Sorry. I, I, uh. <clears throat> no, I had this goddamn list on my computer, and then my kid installed some fucking game, and I had to do like a whole reboot, and I lost the open Notepad that I didn't save because I was kind of listing like all the things that uh, I had liked about 2019, and then like things that were disappointments, things that sucked, and shit like that. Kind of like a, a recap. Um, the Bacon. I was just telling you about this, Mike. The bacon fat popcorn at Revolution Brew Pub. Holy shit! It is like crack. 
I know I'm probably going to get canceled for saying that because crack is a real epidemic and, and whatever. But uh, no, like I mean it in like the addicting sense. I had just popcorn and, and bacon crumbles and Parmesan cheese all over myself when I was there a couple weeks ago. I mean, that shit was unbelievable. I didn't know what to expect from it and it was insane. So that is an amazing thing you must try with any number of their awesome beers there. Uh, and... Another thing uh, that I loved about Chicago was I forgot how this isn't huge... the uh, Joel Love Chicago podcast. No, no, this is this is my uh, this is going into my playlist. So uh, I had completely forgotten how big house music was there, and there was nothing cooler than just like driving down that expressway at night with the skyline in the distance and just hitting that. And I've been playing nothing but that shit since I got back. Uh, so I'll be hitting the playlist with some of that. My my daughter is hilarious. She was in the car with me and she started singing along, going "Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats." And... <laughs> so uh, awesome. yeah, I just I don't know. I found something soothing about it. Like no lyrics, no bullshit. It, it, like all the songs just sort of meld into each other and just it kind of chilled me out. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be hitting you with some of that stuff. All right. Um, well, I think that about does it here for this, uh, mini episode. Thanks everyone. Once again, for joining us, check out our website, unitedwedrink.com, our social media at United, we drink on Twitter at United, we drink pod on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Listen to the show on any of the apps of your choice. We'll see you next week for wherein we're going to be talking about some, uh, industry projections. So be sure to tune in then. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye.